Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. Uh, Luke 22, verse 59 through 62. About an hour later, another asserted, certainly this fellow was with him, for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord had spoken to him. Before the cock crows today, you will disown me three times. And Peter went outside and he wept bitterly. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Uh, we're in the midst of a transformative uh, series uh, entitled Rich Broke. I want you to please make yourself uh, accessible and available to uh, take notes. Uh, There's some uh, principles and some points that I cannot afford for you to uh, miss. Uh, and I don't want you to uh, trust yourself to remember it. My uh, fifth grade teacher uh, said that the shortest pencil is better than the longest memory. Uh, the shortest pencil is better than the longest memory. And so uh, there's some principles and some points that I want you to have. Uh, this, in this class, it is all right for you to look on your neighbor's paper. Amen. Uh, but I, I, I want you to have uh, as much as this uh, can uh, help you and not just help you, uh, but help your family. About an hour later, another asserted, certainly this fellow was with him for he is a Galilean. Peter replied, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Just as he was speaking, the rooster crowed. The Lord turned and looked straight at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord spoken over him that before the rooster crows three times on this day, you will disown me. Peter, realizing that that word had come to pass, went outside and wept bitterly. I'm going to preach today using as a subject, who's keeping score? Uh, who's keeping score? Comrades, those who are athletic enthusiasts are still aghast as to uh, what took place in 2018 during game one of the NBA Finals. The Cavaliers were going head to head with the Golden State Warriors LeBron James was uh, chewing at the lead of Stephon Carey in an attempt to clinch the title. George Hill was fouled out and was at the free throw line. And at that point, the game is tied 107 to 107. J.R. Smith receives the ball and he's trying to run out the clock and then runs out the clock. He runs out the clock because he thought he was winning. And he ended up blowing the game, hear this, because he never looked up to find out what was the score. While a lot of you in this room cannot dribble or shoot, you are traveling out of bounds because you haven't kept up with what your credit score is. 
John Hope Bryant said in his book, The Memo, nothing changes your life more than God, love, and moving your credit score by 120 points. Nothing changes your life more than God, love, and changing your credit score by 120 points. The number one cause for divorce in America, the number one cause for divorce in America is money. The number one root cause for domestic violence in America is money. The number one reason why abused women stay in the house is because of money. The number one reason why black kids drop out of college is not academics, but because of money. The American Heart Association found that the number one cause for heart attacks is stress. And the lead contributor for stress is money. I need you to hear this. I want you to write it down. For all of these statistics, the most pervasive place where it takes place, the most pervasive place where this takes place is in zip codes of a 500 credit score. Zip codes of a 500 credit score. I am not telling you what your banker told you. I am not telling you what your soror told you. I'm not even telling you what your family has told you. I am not, I need you to hear me well, I am not telling you to move out of the community. I am challenging us to change the score of the entire hood. Every person, every person is going to have to advance their credit score. Look at the person beside you and tell them it is no longer good enough for one of us. Come on, look at him. Tell him it ain't good enough for one of us. God wants all of us. Ladies and gentlemen, you cannot open the business if you do not change your credit score. You cannot manifest the destiny if you do not change your credit score. How are you going to realize the vision and you don't even know what your score is? This is the hour, this is the sign, this is the moment that God is calling you to stop running without looking at the scoreboard. By law, you can get your credit score free once a year from TransUnion, from Equifax, and from Experience. I want you to write this down. I've taken the due diligence to give you three websites where you can get your credit score for free. You ain't got to pay nobody. You're going to get th three different credit score ratings. Here it is from these three websites. I want you to write it down, but I also don't want you to hold or harbor it. I want you to share it with all of your friends and your family. Number one, WalletHub.com. WalletHub.com. I'm millennials. You don't have to write it down. You can just screenshot it. Your mother's covering her eye, trying to take a picture with her phone. Take the phone from her. Show her how to take a picture of that screenshot for me. WalletHub.com. NerdWallet.com. NerdWallet.com. 
annualcreditreport.com. Would you please get these three? I want all of you to be equipped. I want you to be engaged. I want you to be empowered. I to be fully aware of what your score is so that you know what you need to do in order to change it, to challenge it, and to raise it. There are three of them that you can get your credit report up for free. The number one one is what? Come on, talk back to me, class. What's the first one? WalletHub.com. Number two is what? The third one is what? AnnualCreditReport.com. I want to share with you uh, three ways that you can change and improve and, and raise your credit. Three ways in which you can change, you can improve, you can raise your credit. Uh, the very first one that you, very first thing that you can do, uh, the very first thing you can do is contest. Contest. I want you to write that word down. Contest. After you, this afternoon, after this evening, after tomorrow morning, after you get that free credit report, uh, I need you to please make sure that you come through it. You're going to have, don't just take that number on face value. It is a simple mistake that can keep you marginalized. A simple mistake can keep you marginalized. You're going to have to go through it and see if there are errors in it where you were marked tardy when you were actually prompt in your payment. You gotta go through it, make sure that there are not two people that have the exact same name and you carrying somebody else's cross. You gotta comb through it because many of you don't even know you have been victimized by identity theft. Many of you are gonna have to come through it because you are championing up against outdated accusations that should have been timed off. It shouldn't even still be there, but because you have not contested it, because you have not challenged it, it is still there. As soon as you contest it, as soon as you see what the error is, it is your responsibility to call the creditors. They are not going to call you and tell you there's a mistake. It is your responsibility to call them and to contest what it is that they have ascribed to your name. When it is that you contest it and they see that there is an error, your number will go up. Uh, there was a gentleman by the name of Hezekiah and Hezekiah got a report. The report he got from the Lord is to get all your stuff in order. You are getting ready to die. I want you to see what Hezekiah did. Hezekiah did not take the report as it was. What did Hezekiah do? He contested it. He said, God, how you gonna let me die when I've been faithful, when I served you, when I've been working in the church, when I've been active in the community? He faced the wall and he contested what it is that was spoken against him. And God said, because you had enough nerve to contest your report, I am gonna add 15 years to your life. I don't know where y'all are and some of you all are gonna have to stop being phony and pretending that you are all right with where you are in this life. You gonna have to tell God straight up and down, I contest what it is that you got me dealing with. I've been faithful over a few things. You gotta make me ruler over many. Ain't no way in the world 
the way I worship you, the way I praise you, the way I live for you, the way I pray every morning, the way I've been nice to people, that you got me in a dead-end job, a loveless relationship, a house that don't even match my style, no money in my pocket. You got to tell God how you feel. God, I need you to make a way for me. I need you to open a door for me. I need you to turn some stuff around for me. It's too much favor in my life for me to be this depressed, for me to be this unhappy, for me to be this broke, for me to be struggling. Weeping is supposed to endure for a night. I'm waiting for joy to come to my house this morning. I, I, I got to contest what I'm dealing with because I don't like what God's got me in. Look at the person beside you and tell them you ain't got to deal with this. You ain't got to suffer in silence. If you open up your mouth and stop acting like you are right with how things are, watch God put a mandate in the earth. I need to hear the sound of those of you that need God to change some circumstances. God, I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck. I'm tired of pulling knives out of my back. I'm tired of always struggling. I'm tired of my children not being in their rightful place. And God said, whatsoever you ask in my name, it shall be given. You got to contest. God, I don't like what's happening in my body. I don't like feeling sick all the time. I don't like the pain that I'm feeling. I don't like always having to be in the doctor's office. I don't like always being by myself, always encouraging myself, always having to do for myself. God, you ain't got no support for me. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I, I came to tell somebody that things are getting ready to change for you. But you gotta stop acting like you are right with how things are. I need to hear the sound of those that need God to change your situation. You need him to change your family. You need him to change your bank account. Stop acting like it's all right. God fix it. You gotta contest what's on your report. Number one is contested. Number two, I want you to write this down, exact. Number one is to contest. Number two is exact. This is uh, an APB announcement. It's an alert, not for you, it's for the person behind you. Yeah. You don't need this word. This is for somebody else two rolls over, for somebody online. Attention all black people. <laughs> Pay your bills on time. Y'all see nobody shouted on that. Let me, wasn't no preacher black man on that. Let me, Pay your bills on time. Look at the person beside and tell them this is the word you needed. Pay your bills on time. Your credit is your credibility. 
Your credit is your credibility. Your credibility is your integrity. You cannot be a child of God and not function with integrity with your money. You are putting a black eye on the face of God. God been too good for you to be derelict when he has given you the resources to take care of it. But rather than paying your bills, you buying bundles of hair and getting fingernails and up in the club popping bottles. Pay your bills on time. Sit your groan behind down and pay your bills on time. I don't know how. You drinking mimosas and daiquiris and lamb chops and hookah and you broke. <laughs> Late payments will stay on your report up to seven and a half years. Every month, delinquent, it adversely impacts your number. Every month you are late, it impacts your number, your credit score. If you are over 30 days behind, you over 30 days behind, just blink at me twice. Do not wave your hand. <laughs> if you over 30 days behind, call your creditor directly and ask to make immediate amends so that reporting is resolved. Maybe, just maybe, your miracle is late because your management is never on time. Maybe God can't trust you with timely miracles because you don't know what to do with time management. There was a man by the name of Nehemiah and Nehemiah wanted to go rebuild the wall. He had no experience in construction. He was not a part of the labor union, but God gave him a vision that he was going to rebuild his community. And the king asked of Nehemiah, how long is it going to take for you to, be, to build it? And Nehemiah did something that those of you who are in this room are getting ready to do. Nehemiah gave the king the deadline for when he wanted it finished. Y'all just miss what I just said. You have so much authority that God is getting ready to let you speak the date of when you want your situation to change. I don't know who this is for, but 50 of y'all better hear the voice of God. You are not gonna renew that lease in that apartment. That God's got a house with your name on it. Real estate is about to be yours. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell him I am not a prophet. Look at your neighbor and tell him I am not a prophet. But I have a prophecy that by December 31st, everything you've been waiting for God to do is about to happen in your life. If you believe this is the year, that God is going to do it. Don't wait till the battle is over. I need you to shout right now, like 2023. I want God to do it this year. Hallelujah. I want him to do it this year. 
I need somebody in this room to hear it in the spirit realm, even in the natural, that what you have been waiting for God to do is going to happen right on time. I'm telling you to set your clock right now that God is getting ready to shift some things on your behalf. And it's getting ready to move, watch this, before June is over. I know you've been feeling like you're running behind schedule, but God said, if I got any worshipers, I'ma speed up the clock for you to make up for missed time. Everything you lost. Wait a minute, I just heard something. Something just came to me from heaven. I don't know who this is for, but everything you lost in the pandemic is gonna be restored before the summer is over. And those of y'all that believe it, I dare to give y'all glory for on time miracles. He's gonna do it on time. Number one, it's a contest. Number two, exact. Number three, write this down, increase. I like that word. Y'all didn't say it good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's authority in that word. It's miracles in that word. It's is supernatural in that word. I, 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 those of y'all that feel that thing right down in the core of your soul, would you just shout that word again? Increase. Yeah, increase. Request him, listen to me. Number three, in that increase, request for your credit limit to be extended. Tell them you need more credit. You need to increase it. Increase your credit, but do not increase your balance. I knew y'all weren't gonna shout over that. Increase your credit, but do not increase your balance. You're gonna have to, I know this is a difficult word for some of you, you're gonna have to lower your credit card utilization. Got to lower your credit card utilization, which is, watch this, credit card utilization is the available credit that you use. Conventional wisdom is to, watch this, keep your credit utilization at 30%. Y'all don't like this. Keep it at 30%. Those of y'all who are like me, you're English, not math. Watch this. So if your credit card limit is 3,000, you are never to charge more than 900. Two people just passed out. (laughs) They need the nurses to come on aisle three right now. More credit, I want you to write this down, particularly my young adults, more credit does not mean more consumption. More credit does not mean more consumption. Just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Y'all gotta stop living for the gram. 
<laughs> you balling with marbles. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sir. <laughs> more credit does not mean more consumption. That part? All right, thank you. More credit, <laughs> more credit does not mean more consumption. Look at the person beside to tell them because you have more doesn't mean you should spend more. Look at the person on the other side say just because you have more doesn't mean you should buy more. Look at the person on the other side and say when God gives you more then you need to save more. You need to invest more. You need to tithe more. Listen to me. Somebody shout, more is coming. More is coming. I am praying for you this morning. I want you to lift up that right hand, please. I am praying for you this morning that before God increases your finances, that God increases your faith. Hallelujah. Keep that hand lifted. I want God to increase my faith because I have not be, been believing God for things that are the size of God. The things that you've been asking God for are not the size of our God. I'm looking for God to enlarge exponentially your faith so that you will stop being a small dreamer. The Bible said that the children of God saw themselves as grasshoppers. The giants never saw them as grasshoppers. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. I speak over every lifted hand that over the course of the next six weeks, God is going to start stretching your faith for you to stop be begin believing him for things that scare you. He's gonna begin making you believe him for stuff that you don't believe is possible. God is gonna enlarge your faith to such a capacity that you are gonna be scared to tell people what you dreaming about. God is gonna so enlarge your faith that folk are gonna be intimidated just because of what you believe God for. I'm believing God make your faith so big that your family members think that you are crazy. I want your faith to be so big that your children never know what minimum wage looks like. I want your faith to be so big that you believe for what eyes have not seen and what ears have not heard. I want every person in this room to scream back at me, I'm believing for more. May be seated. I gotta contest what's wrong. I gotta pay my bills on time and be exact. I gotta increase what it is that I'm believing God for. The man in the text says, I believe, but help now my disbelief. I need God to give you a shot in the arm because your faith is too small. You still dreaming like it's 2016. I need you to have some post-pandemic faith that God is getting ready to transfer the wealth of the wicked and give it to the righteous. I can't hear nobody. Hallelujah. When the praises go up, 
the cost of your dream house is going down. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. When the praises go up, your credit score is going up. When the praises go up, your savings account is going up. When the praises go up, hallelujah, your negative debt ratio is going down. Ladies and gentlemen, if you think you got bad credit, you think you got bad credit, then clearly you never read what happened at the Lord's Last Supper. The Lord is at a table with 12 of his closest friends. And while it is that they're uh, nibbling on bread and sipping on wine, he says to the 12 disciples, one of you is going to betray me. And all of them uh, asked amongst themselves, is it I, Lord? They had to ask because they knew within themselves they had the potential for betrayal. I don't want you to think that you are so supernatural that you are beyond sin, that you are beyond making a mistake, that you are beyond falling short of his glory. I don't want y'all to get in this church and act like you in witness protection, like you ain't never thought no stuff, you ain't never did no stuff, like you ain't never been nowhere, but I, there are few people like me that know if it had not been for the Lord on my side. They ask, is it me? And the Lord looked squarely in Peter's eye and told him, you are gonna betray me. But not only are you gonna betray me, I'm gonna tell you how many times you're gonna do it. You're gonna betray me three times. The master said, I'm gonna go so far to not just tell you how many times you're gonna do it. I'm gonna tell you when you're gonna do it. You're gonna betray me three times and you're gonna do it before the cock crows. And Peter said, master, I would never do such a thing. Soon thereafter, Jesus is arrested and the block is hot and people got a taste for blood. A little girl takes a good look at Peter who's warming himself by a campfire and says, this man was with Jesus. Peter gets upset and says, girl, get away from me. I wasn't with Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know the man. Ladies and gentlemen, because you are not keeping score, you don't even realize that at this point, the score is now zero to one. He walks away from that little girl and two verses later, somebody else walks up on Peter and says, are you sure that you were not with him? Watch this, he gives Peter the greatest compliment that I hope you received this week. They said to Peter, I know you were with him because you talk like him. <laughs> Hallelujah. You sound like him. Hallelujah. Look at the person beside you and tell them, even strangers recognize my anointing because I sound like him. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's something in your voice this week that you got to speak those things that are not as though they already are. Look at your neighbor, tell him you gotta sound like him. You gotta sound like him? How, how do I sound like him? You sound like him by saying stuff he would say. It is so. 
God, I can't hear nobody. Did you hear what I just said? It is so. Whatever you've been waiting on God to do, it is so. As it is in heaven, it is in the earth, it is. You, 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 you got to sound like him. Would you lay hands on your neighbor's shoulder? You get me sound like him again. I said, lay hands on your neighbor's shoulder. Clear your throat. You getting ready to sound like him. Hallelujah. I said, clear your throat. You get me sound like him. Hallelujah. What would Jesus say right through here? Let me tell you what he would say. Jesus would say right now, be healed. I speak it over your neighbor's life. That whatever is out of order in their body, that God is healing them right now. Be healed. Hallelujah. says, you sound like him. Hallelujah. Sound like him. Can I tell you something else he would say? Because I want to sound like him this week. Satan, get thee behind me. God, I can't hear nobody. I speak to every worker of iniquity, every enemy of your soul, every force that's been fighting your future. Satan, get thee behind. You sound, you sound like him. You may be seated. Um, and in case you're not keeping up with the score, is now zero to two. And Peter's not watching the scoreboard and he don't even know he getting ready to run out of time. And the third person walks up on Peter and says, are you sure you wasn't with him? Peter's starting to get nervous, starting to have a brush with anxiety and declares, I never knew the man. He been with him for three years and now he acting like he don't even know him. Y'all not saying nothing to me. And at the moment that he denies Christ the third time, a cock crows. And when the alarm goes off, he looks at the master and is convicted in his sin and realizes what was spoken has come to pass that he has let God down and denied him three times. Ladies and gentlemen, it is at this moment that I want to uh, break into Equifax. I got to break into Experian. And regrettably, I've got to share with you that looking at Peter's faith report card, he's got bad credit. And now Jesus is crucified. And after Jesus is crucified, the Bible declares that he descends into hell. And he gets the keys from dead, death, hell, and the grave. He ascends and sits on the right hand of the Father to judge the quick and the dead. He now comes into the earth and he does something nobody would have anticipated. He says, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell 
shall not prevail against it. You're not going to believe what happens now. He makes Peter the head of the church, the one that denied him three times. I see y'all are slow. The one he puts in authority is the one that got bad credit, is the one that made mistakes, the one that fell short of his glory, the one that didn't do everything right. So God gives a message and not many of you are gonna resonate with it. So I know you wanna shout, you wanna dance, you wanna holler. This ain't that kind of message. But what I wanted to tell you is the Lord does something I had never seen before prayer this week. He gives Peter a chance to change his credit score. He says, I wanna see what you are gonna do now that you've been redeemed when you should have been dead. I'm getting ready to go. And so soon after it, I want you to watch the pattern of somebody with bad credit. And I wanna give you evidence he's got bad credit. Is that one day Peter decides he's gonna go to the Innovate Conference. And he goes to the Innovate Conference for prayer at 12 noon. And when he gets to the Innovate Conference for prayer at 12 noon, there's a man sitting outside who's lame in both of his feet. And the man asks, can you give me anything? I want you to hear the language of somebody with bad credit. He said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I'm gonna give it to you. And so Peter models something that you are getting ready to demonstrate this week. He says, I got bad credit, but I still got power. He takes the man by the hand. He pulls him up and the man immediately walks again. I don't know where you are in this room, but God said, those of y'all that don't got no money, those of you, your money is tight. Your change is strange. Your credit is in bad repair. He said, walk in my authority and watch what I'm getting ready to do in your life. I want you to take somebody by the hand. My sermon is almost finished, but my demonstration is just beginning. I said, take somebody by the hand. He gives power to the faint and to those who have no might. He increases their strength. This is for worshipers who got financial issues. God said, if you'll bless me, even when you ain't got no money, watch how I let the Holy Ghost start working through your life. Something is getting ready to happen. Here is a broke apostle. An apostle that has no credit in the kingdom because of his past mistakes. But God said, I'm gonna use you. I'm gonna give you an opportunity. Some of y'all are not gonna like this. He says, based off of what you do over the next 10 days, I am gonna restore your kingdom credit. Oh my God, y'all didn't hear what I just said. The Bible said that Peter starts preaching everywhere. He said, I messed up in my past, 
but I got to do something in my present to get ready for my future. That's getting better to be something that transforms in this room. And I need you to hear something that's not going to mean anything for your neighbor. But God says, I am getting ready to stalk you for the next 10 days. I am getting ready to hear your language, to hear if you speak like somebody that's in the kingdom or you talk like somebody who's dependent on a job. He said, over the next 10 days, I'm gonna see how you help other people. I'm gonna see how you take care of other people. I'm gonna see how you pray for other people. I wanna live so God can use me anyway. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that last year, black people spent $13 million on credit repair, but did not exact any energy trying to get their name right with God. And God says, watch this, what you are getting ready to do is gonna make your score in the heavenlies go up. I know you only want credit for a car and a house, but I need my name to be good with God. That God can trust me with broken people. He, he can trust me with wounded people. Look at the people on your road, tell them the old me wouldn't do this. But I gotta get some stuff right with God. He should have left me for dead. I should be homeless right now. My life shouldn't even be on. But I owe God too much. So watch this. The book of Acts is nothing more than a manual on credit repair, on how do you fix your relationship with God by how you treat people in the earth. That's getting better to be something and I know it's gonna be strange and it's gonna be off and a little bit out of the lines, but I wanna say to you, God is getting better to see your credit go up. Because if I were promising you today that everybody in the room would have a 750 credit score, you'd be tearing the church up. But what I am saying to you by the power of the Holy Ghost, that what you model in this room today, blessing God for the restoration of somebody else, God is getting ready to make your name great in the earth. I know some of y'all don't owe God, but if you know you owe God your life, you owe Him your breath. In Him I live. In Him I move. In Him I have my very being. You getting ready to fix your credit by what it is that you do in this room today. You only got 30 seconds, 45. Let's make it 60. But you getting ready to worship God for somebody else to become restored, for somebody else to be whole, for somebody else, here's your shout, to get back on their feet. I need you to look at the folk around you, tell them you ain't gotta shout this time. I gotta do this to get my credit right. I gotta do this so God will give me another chance. When you open up your mouth, I dare you to shout for a family member that needs to get back on their feet. Would you open? Hey. 
I can't hear you. I said, get them back. I can't hear nobody. Get them back. I want you to lift up that hand. What's more important for you? Your currency in the kingdom or your collateral in the earth? I pray over every lifted hand that God will forgive us for how we denied him in our spending. How we did not honor him in our shopping. How it is that we betrayed him by not appropriately in maturity using what he gave us. And I pray over every lifted hand that over the next seven days, God will give you an opportunity to help somebody else get on their feet. God will give you an opportunity to strengthen somebody who is in a weaker condition than you. That God will give you an opportunity to bless people even when you were cursed yourself. And those of you who believe that God will raise the standard of your life, raise the standard of your livelihood, raise the standard for your children. And it is not always going to come out of the economics of the world, but the economics of the kingdom. Those of you that believe it, would you give God a praise of thanksgiving right now? Come on, you can do better than that. I owe God. I owe God. I owe God. I let him down too much. I owe God. I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to stand to your feet. It is not the creditor's job to call you. You got to go to him. How many more opportunities God got to give you? You done already denied him three times. He gave you the job and now you won't say grace at the corporate lunch. How many times you going to betray him? He got you out of that toxic relationship and you keep going back. How many times you gonna betray him? He brought you out of alcohol and you still drink when you under pressure. How many times you gonna betray him? You give all the credit to your degree, to your fraternity, to your sorority, and you never say God is the one that got me here. I want your credit score in the kingdom to go up. I want your value in the kingdom to go up. I want God to know this is somebody I can trust with something big. This is somebody who I can depend on in the time of a storm. Listen to me, listen to me. When people want that credit repaired, they don't care who's looking. <laughs> they don't care who's looking. They just know I gotta get this right. I don't know why it is for you to get right with God. We got to make you comfortable. Why it is that we got to tickle your sensibilities. We got to massage your ego, make you feel as if it's okay. You know where your life would be without him. 
Today, I ain't got time to play with you. You done wasted too much time. You done blew too many opportunities. You done walked away from too many open doors. God said, the only way your credit is going to rise with me is if you give me your life. Give me your heart. Give me your soul. Give me your body. And let me take care of your money. Wherever you are in this room, you want good credit in the kingdom. You want when your name is whispered around the throne that God won't bat an eye and say, that's somebody who I can depend on. Wherever it is that you are, listen to me. 20 of you are getting ready to start walking immediately. Get your bag, get your purse, grab your wife, grab your kids. 20 of you, you know that you start this 10-day journey today. And I started by getting a church home. I started by giving my life over to God. Wherever the 20 of you are, five of you ought to be moving from every section. I need you to start coming right now. Wherever it is that you are, you know I'm talking to you. I need you to come right now. Thank you so very much. I said 20, it's five in every section. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.